We've been through, um, and this is my surmisal, it's you don't have to buy it, you're free. And, and freedom is extraordinarily dangerous because you're not compelled or herded by the Holy Spirit. Men can herd you. And after a while, you kind of wise up and say, no more. Uh, and and the, the discussion we had, uh, the family meeting, uh, pointed to some very important and significant things. And uh, and, and, and showed us uh, levels of understanding. And, and I'd like to say this, and you do not have to receive it, but I'm going to try to stay with it because the question was that, and, and, and there's no question, we need to talk more to each other or put it better, our communication has to rise up so that as many people can know what's going on as they should, okay? But there are a lot of things that are not your business or mine. <laughs> and we, we um, at any rate, uh, the, the issue, I mean, when somebody says, what's our vision? I, I could, you know, quote scripture and everything. But for me, I want you to find it because I can't give it to you. Okay? And there's no ministry that can. I've known some good ones. And, and I've, I've tried to dish out one of the finest gentlemen I've ever read or known, and that's Sparks. And he gave, he gave his life. I mean, it just, he has a mountain of good stuff. And his thesis is very, very clear. He says it over and over and over. Human invention will not give you traction to God. You cannot, by your thinking, start a church. You cannot, by your natural thinking, analyze our condition. We have a lot of people doing a deep analysis, and it's, they're, they're bright, they're smart, but when I try to uh, put the thermometer and do the analysis, I, you know, I'm smart enough to get a few things, but for the most part, none of us are fully enveloped in this uh, great word. Where, where is uh, Sister? Would you please say that word real loud? As loud with lots of lip. Uh, I don't know if everybody heard it. Did you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Raise your hands if you didn't. Okay, would you stand there and say it? Because it's a very vital thing. Where does I feel And it means, it's not sympathy. That's kind of dangerous. I, John, after the class, John, I will. I'll try, and she can correct me. We we may need a little little uh, uh, Swiss German afterward. Okay, 
I know you're outstanding in so many things, but here, you didn't pronounce it right, and I probably won't either. Say it again for everybody, please. Come on. I'll break it down. I, I feel. feel. It means to feel into. Yeah. I'm, I feel. That's, that's really so, what John was trying to say. Okay. our vision rests somewhere between, and I think you kind of have to state it yourself. Follow? And, and here's, here's where the, the, the margins are very important. This is it. The kingdom of love the pride of life. On the one side is the kingdom of love, the other is the pride of life. And out of that, we should be able to bring up for every one of us to some degree what our vision is. Now, understand this, that does not apply to the natural functionality because we have two things working here in the minds of many. What is the natural functionality of this uh, family? Where is it? What are we going to do? And uh, that's, that's important too. But it's outside to some degree. Shouldn't be, there should be a connectivity and a merger of the Holy Spirit and the natural functioning. That's the best I can do now. And, we took, I'm going to take John outside with our sister and we're going to straighten out his Einfungu. Anyway, uh, let's stand, let's worship today. Father, go with us. We are still en route. Anybody who's arrived, step up. God help us. You're, you're the author of this. We didn't author it. And we don't know how to walk in it without you. Uh, we've proven that we've, we, we've, some of us who've lived longer have just gone down a lot of difficult streets that you weren't on. So nurture us, Lord God, and help us to be kind by your power, strength. <laughs> Do we need it? Yes. Be with uh, those who are know they're dying and sitting there waiting today, wherever they are, whoever they are. Because, Lord, you, you have filled our heads with, it makes us dizzy, dizzy, uh, fractured mentally, heir of the world, joint heirs with Christ. Lord, uh, it's more than we can take in 
but we certainly are, are glad that you made us and we know that and you have this chaos that we walk in in the natural way under your hands. So help us to sing unto you with hearts that care. In Jesus' name, amen.
Is this on? Is it? Uh, uh, when, when liberty, when freedom is uh, realized or set forth, it needs more than um, just you're free. Because the, the, the reality is that we, if we're going on in Christ, the, the forward motion is that we are uh, love slaves. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And, and again, I, for those of you that were late, when, when I'm up, or uh, I, think, I think it would cover a lot of folks, maybe you don't agree, but we, we're in a, a great war individually to look at are we moving in the kingdom of love or the pride of life and the, the juxtaposition the warring fire of that now, people have stopped listening already but that's okay uh, some will hear and some won't okay and I just, I want to read something, a couple of things, because I have been a, uh, and I may be under delusion, I, I know what that is, and everybody has to come under some level of delusional stuff where they lie to themselves and don't know that they're liars. They really are crusaders. And uh, I, I, unfortunately, if someone said, well, are you free from that bill? I'd have to say, no, no, it comes up. It comes up. Uh, I will be free when I'm resurrected. This will be a true family when we are resurrected. Not until. And I'm going to say this, and, and please understand. I, our Father, and I've said this many times, many times. He is a nurturing father with the best, the worst of all of us. Would you please say amen to that? Is that not true? Yes. That's what he's been for me. And, and I would just have to say, only Father God can teach me how to do that. Okay? Uh, if I, you know, lay hands on me and make me a nurturing father, okay? And uh, it can't be done, you know. And as we, what has happened to this family is we're leaving much behind, but not everything. And if the, <laughs> the elders are not your covering, God is your covering. The elders, if they're good ones, at times they will tell you that you don't know how to pronounce <laughs> You don't know uh, if it's a big deal. And uh, I want to read a couple of things and I promise uh, there'll be time for something. And I know some, it seems to me, with what we've heard, that there's a burgeoning desire to do some correcting or some redirecting. 
and that's fine. Uh, you know, just try to move as humbly as you can with uh, the people who are listening. But I, I want to share some of the things that, and I, I wish somebody would tell me where this is, but uh, it's, it's um, open windows and it was fairly current. I was on the phone with Gary today and I, you know, but uh, I, took, I read it to him. But before we go any further, I want, I want to pray, but I want to pray, I mean, there are all kinds of needs here, but, but um, our, our big-hearted <laughs> Paranowski is back there with a mother who's crippled and a separated situation. Uh, her sisters are with her, and it's bleak. It's very bleak. And, and their family is spread out and, and hurt, okay? And, and that girl's heart is here, but, and she basically has been <coughs> the gatherer for the girls. I mean, any of you watch that, you've seen it. And, and, uh, <coughs> And, and um, our Marine, Mr. Faust, is a, was a good one. He's a, he, he's a fine man. He's under war. And, and understand this. He's in God's care. The, the worst circumstance in your family, in your own heart, will be taken care of. Okay? Uh, I... <laughs> Just understand that. And, and this will be a great experience for the girls if they see it with the eyes of Christ, okay? And that's true for all of us all the time, but we don't, sometimes in our delusion, we don't know. I, I, I look at uh, Maria down there and I, and I say, you know, my first reaction is not a good one. We used to say, very, that first reaction has to go. I don't like her away from us that little character, but she's also meaner than all outdoors, and she, she's smart, and she's got a taser with her. Is that not right? Huh? What? Bear spray. Bear spray, okay. Well, anyway. I'll put it this way. She can stand off Ariana, and Ariana knows that. And that's okay, too. Father, help us today. Uh, be with our absent loved ones and Father crown Becca with uh, your wisdom and your capacity uh, with her mother's heart and her uh, care and even the anger and the stuff that bothers her because things seem so lost nothing's lost nobody snatches anybody out of your hand great God please help us and help her today be with all the needs. God, give us uh, the kind of prayer that uh, is like a woman after 15 to 20 hours of hard labor that we will ask you for an intensity that we don't have because we should. Amen. Uh, anyway, uh, a couple of things. 
because we're seeing them and they're rising. And some of it's darkness behind it. Oh, the church is nothing which man can build by any resource in himself. Personally or collectively. Okay? Get that? You can't do it. I can't do it. We can't do it. But we should have enough sense to know who could and ask his help. And it won't be done by committees. It won't be done by intellectual capacity. It cannot be done unless the spirit is prevailing. That's, it's, this is what I've been trying to communicate. Uh, and I've left stuff out for that. I want to read something else that is extraordinarily new. The, the real new thing is that we believe in the mercy and grace of God. At least that's what's coming here. You don't have to buy that. You can say, no, i got to do this, and if I don't square myself around, I'm going to hell. If you've been born again, I don't think God is going to sell you out because he fixed you. Okay? You will be miserable, the most miserable people, because I've been one. Are, are double-minded and they want their life and his. Okay? Those are the miserable people. And you're running to them all the time. They want to straighten everything out. Nothing's right. And uh, <laughs> Sam's great word, and I, I, I'm really going to fool not listening more to him, but he said, everything that is wrong is right. <laughs> I don't know what the people did. They walked out on him when he said that Christ must die. The Christ that's in you has to die. <coughs> yeah, but you're never gonna die. But you have to die to your self-life. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Not you, bright boy. And we need to get that. We need to understand that it's cold, hard, caustic, down-to-the-bone truth. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to move faster, I'm sorry. The church is an organism, not an organization. That's T. Austin Sparks, he lived till 70. He was in a lot of churchianity. He moved here and there. His son is still preaching. His son did not buy what T. Austin Sparks did. I had tried to get uh, my good friend uh, in Ireland to go when, because her folks are in, in, in uh, London to go to the church. He's still preaching. The grandson is still there preaching. He's baptism. Same boy. He didn't go with his grandfather, okay? And it didn't stop his grandfather, okay? Behold, I show you a mystery. We are members of his flesh and of his bones. And here's what he says. You know, for a very friendly, soft-hearted guy, he's pretty tough. Build that if you can. Launch that. Organize that. Run that. It cannot be done. It is the spontaneous outworking of special forces released in the acceptance of faith by tremendous facts concerning Christ. 
which facts are proclaimed out of an experience and the power of the Holy Ghost. You see, the great thing about you, you most of you have, you know, and some of the children don't, but most of you have a great experience in the Holy Ghost. You know? And, and I, uh, I've told a couple of people, and, and I said, I was there, I felt I was standing in your Holy Ghost experience with, with our, our lady out at uh, Eagles Ridge. I, w I was there uh, and saw the transformation of, of several, but there, a couple of them, they just surfaced, and it was not a question. They were born again. And I just believe you are not going to be tossed away, no matter what a terrible parasite, low-down, sap-sucking, go-to-the-bottom-of-hell person you could be. You won't. Well, let me escape. Anyway, <laughs> here it is. And, and this is this is the new, this is a launch that we have not known except in the last few years. Okay, this. This is this is very new. And ask God for it. If you don't see it, and, and you know. Whoever has anything, they got it from God. Unless they went on their own. But I, I tend to emphasize, and I know there are other factors. It's not maybe complete. But you go to your own hell. Some of you are in it today. You're, you know, turning around, ripping in it. I, I had some some hell work in my life. The last few days, things that I had to say, God, uh, help. Remember we talked about this, Lord, my heart, you know, huh? Not that I'm gonna have an attack, but uh, where did it go? Where, where did you take my heart? Uh, I'm, I'm something else. All right. Let's see. There are tremendous facts concerning Christ, which facts are proclaimed out of experience in the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God. Now hear this. Not the theological Christ, not the doctrinal Christ, not the Christ of the letter. And here's what he says, and this is extraordinarily significant. <laughs> much less the Jesus of history. And, and that is where the church has, has launched and been glued to and not believed that they were accountable to God themselves and had the privilege of walking in the power of the Holy Ghost all their life. They, they had to be something. They had to to measure up. They had to be the little train that could. And you've heard, I've said this over and over. And, and, and I'm just saying, it's, a very, it's almost impossible. Because no, no matter where you go, now, when Jesus was here, he was not God. He was a child learning. He is God now. Okay? That's where God is bringing the resurrected ones who come to the fullness of that statue. That, is, that, that on its own is... 
is beyond any of our conceptions. Right? I mean, Abraham, the seed of which you are, if you're trusting, if you're the seed of Abraham, you're trusting. And Abraham, you know, well, look, she's really not my wife. <laughs> I want to save me. Well, that's, he was tested. He was tested. And, and you are tested. And, and, and anybody who evaluates this place says, oh my goodness, oh, do we all, oh, look, they, I'll just say it again. We are stronger, more fortified, more rooted, more capacitated, fueled financially, which, you know, that could be a toss up. I, Trusting God did it, but sometimes the enemy joins you to puff you up. But we are very, very vital within the frame. Are there terrible situations? Are there difficulties? Yes, uh, and uh, let me just quote what Paul said to him. When I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. I determined, say it with me if you can, I determined not to know anything among you save what? Now, if you don't get that, if you don't get that you're, you're destined to die every day, or that's your calling, do I, do I die every day? No, no. Do you? No. Sometimes you take a, another route. And you don't like you sometimes, you've wasted the day, you've done this. But if you offer, you'll grow. If you offer, you'll grow. The central thing and the most important thing is your life, in your life right now, and as you go forward, is for you to offer yourself to God. Yeah. And not be afraid of man. And for the, low, for the younger ones, you'll fail at first. You'll want what you want. You, you'll curse your neighbor, be jealous. There'll be a lot of things. But remember, <laughs> your Heavenly Father is bringing you to a place where you can know him. And he will speak to you and you will do it. And the greatest adventure waits for us. And, and, and folks, I just got to say, please, please understand that you cannot do this with your brains. You may be smarter, your IQ could be soaring, but you will flatline, lose traction, end up in a pothole, spinning and wondering, hitting life, where's God? He left me, and please, I just found this at the last minute, and I, I'm going to carry it. I should have it laminated, or I saw this morning uh, two Hollywood beautiful people who are going to get old someday. They were sharing the tattoos they put on their body. Ooh. <laughs> anyway. Um, July 5th, I think it's open windows, it could be something else. 
I do believe helped me overcome my unbelief. This is a rerun for you, for me. And it's in Mark 9.24. Here is something that you and I must dwell upon personally. Okay? I'm going to have, David is going to be a monk out there in, in uh, well, it's, it's, it's a big chunk of Asia. And, and so is Latour. And I'm going to ask David here if he might not take this. And he, it could come in handy. And it will absolutely is necessary for you right this minute. Right this minute. Believe me. Uh, here's something that you and I must dwell on personally. I am constantly brought to this. I have not yet learned thoroughly to believe what I believe in. I have not yet learned thoroughly to know what I believe in. I don't. And, and folks, that's all of us. Is that not you? I don't know. I've got to find out. Maybe we could research it. Uh, I was thinking today, I'm running around here and I need about six secretaries. Call him. Uh, but, but you need this. And I'll read it to you. I don't know how old he was. I am just, let's see, I'll, I'll read this again. I believe in the finished work of Christ, yet sometimes I am just as miserable about myself as any man could be. Now, is there anybody here that could stand up and say, I don't feel that about myself. I'm doing just fine. No, you wouldn't. I am often, almost, at the point of giving up because of what a wretched kind of thing I am. Now, and I hear this. This is personal to me. I, I stumbled across it and it kind of answered you know, what was going on a couple of days ago. You know? Why? Why? God wants every vestige of anything that is in you. Bye-bye. I was in an elders meeting the other day and we were talking. I thought I was going to be dramatic and I brought out a, a white flag and I waved it and I thought maybe that would bring peace <laughs> in the middle of the elders meeting. You know, nobody saw my flag, they didn't care. I had to put it in my pocket and apologize. Did you see it? Well, anyway, it, it was uh, fruitless because I, I wanted to not surrender after I said I did. Okay? And some of you guys have vowed and, and you said, I lied when I vowed. I don't love that woman as much as I should. And the next day you were saying, honey, would you please forgive me? I was really a jerk. And so we walk in pretense. Theater. All right. If there's anything in this world that would cause me to give up the Christian ministry, what do you think he said? Anybody remember? Any students in the class? Just tell me what he said next. I'll read it again. Give you a chance to pray and, and because it was read. If there's anything in this world that would cause me to give up the Christian ministry, it is... Yeah. That's it. The enemy is here, 
and it is you. Sometimes. Not all. When he, when he said this about Christ in history, I just want to say this, and we, uh, we can, uh, I'm sure they can hear a word coming. Feel free, any of anybody that feels like you want to speak to any issue, uh, any circumstance. Um, but, but when they're talking about Christ, Christ was with Abraham. Christ was with David. Christ was with Moses. Christ was there. It wasn't Jesus. It was the lamb slain. Okay? And, and the, the, the almost impossible uh, presentation or defining Christ it's a provision that God has made for his intention that you could live in a place where you could be safe and hide forever and be a love slave. The end of the matter is love from a pure heart. I think David said that in a meeting. He said, I wrote that down. I think that's kind of important, don't you? Ever wonder about your love for, and it's not the place, it's the people. Oh. It's the people. It's the, you know, yeah, sometimes Alaska is ugly, but you know, then I come out and see our sunsets and it's not. All right, we, we probably would like to have another word here, and if anybody, please, take your liberty. I've, I've, I just said what I think if I were going to die on the way upstairs, uh, I, I would want you to know because some of the changes that have come and that are, will keep coming have to do with the grace and mercy of God and the fact that, that none of us can make you die in Christ. I can't make me die I, I would die with spotlights and maybe music behind it. But <laughs> what is it? Spongy cross. But when Jesus looked down at the people who were killed, and one of the things I really, I had a nasty reaction some 50 years ago or maybe longer when, when I saw and I, I saw the picture of Jesus saying, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I believe he saw sons down there mocking, spitting, going after him. And uh, God help us, you know, to, to walk this thing in Christ. You can't figure it out. I wish there was a way I could, and by reading T. Austin Sparks, that's not going to help you. By hearing any of us, that's not going to help you. It, what will help you is to buy it and say, please, God, please.
I want to know. We come together realizing we got one friend who's perfect, and that's God himself. And you have an eternal attachment to your God, because that's the way he's going to have it. He never leaves you. We're like uh, addicts going here and there off the road. Anyway, who has the next line? Come on. pretty sure there's a nasty little scripture in the Bible that says the heart is desperately wicked. Um, I feel like I've had some precious opportunities recently um, to see that in the mirror <laughs> and spent some quality time just loathing um, what I saw in me and um I kept finding myself saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And um, I said to God this morning, I'm the little engine that can't. I think I can't, I think I can't. I know I can't. And um, the line that came to me this morning that I thought was from God, it's in Lamentations. It says, let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in heaven. Let us lift up our heart with our hands to God in heaven. And the fact of the matter is, I can't. We are all the little engines that can't. Um, I can't, you can't, he can't, she can't. Thank you, Dr. Seuss, we can't. Um, probably the line of the family meeting that resonated the most to me was when O'Shea said that failure is part of the game. Um, I think it's just another way of offering our hearts this, you know, saying we got to offer our hearts daily. But what I liked about this picture is, um, I don't know if I can explain it, but for me, it like removes any expectation of emotion. Um, sometimes when I think about lifting up my heart to God, it sounds like this spiritual feeling. And the picture that I got this morning is that I gotta take all that darkness that I see in me and I gotta go, here you go, catch. Lift it up with your hands because we do not have the ability to see beyond this little stupid human brain that we're stuck in. And I feel like God's kinda pushing me out of the nest, like, wake up here, girl. Um, you've been trying to fix this girl's heart with human effort with human conversations with human encounters and encounter christ today take that heart take all that darkness that you can't fix catch god catch me here it comes 
Um, that offering our heart to God can be done without any feeling. And he's going to catch it. If you're the little engine that can't today, give him your heart with whatever you got. very long, so I'll just hold it. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the original name of our church in Claremont. It was called the Church of the Living Word. And um, the thing about the Living Word is it's not this. It's not preaching. sang a song in, uh, with the kids but the kids didn't know very well so we didn't get very far through it um, but the line is in Jeremiah 31 that which survives the sword of the word doesn't say the sword of the word in the King James it says just that which remains of the word remains of the sword excuse me um and I'm looking at a group of survivors here. Some of us have survived. A lot of things. And yet we're not done. I don't feel any better today than I did 40 years ago. Well, I do in one way. <laughs> but, but the truth is that I this heart that's in there that Troy was talking about this deceitful and desperately wicked is so capable of doing all that deceitful and desperately wicked stuff. Um, my attempts to restrain that go nowhere, but the living word, the word that, that really you hear by the power of the Holy Spirit, that living word that sharp two-edged sword that will separate, it really will separate. Is capable of doing the job. And to finish that verse in Jeremiah, because I should read it, that's the reason I got up here. Um, Thus says the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness. Even Israel, when it went to cause him to rest. The Lord hath appeared of old to me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. There's the kingdom of love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Again, I will build thee. 
Nobody else is going to do this building. Only the Lord is going to do this building. And he promised, listen to this. Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt be adorned with tabrets, and thou shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. You shall let yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planter shall plant and shall eat them as common things. For there shall be a day that the watchman upon the mount of Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, let us go up to the house of the Lord. It's only when we arise and go up to the house of the Lord that any of this stuff makes sense. Otherwise, it's just, it's got a lot of his voice. His opinion is expressed the most, the most bigger. <laughs> or a democratic process where all those in favor say aye. Um, said in the uh, meeting the other day was um, <coughs> excuse me was the need for communication and um, and I, I one thing we should understand is not all of us uh, think the same way I, I didn't see anybody write it but we don't, and I, so I too have a burden for communication. Um, although you can talk to my wife, and um, she and I can drive down the road for probably four or six hours and not say a word. And we're not having a fight. I mean, we're not walling each other off. Um, so we drove home separately from Whitehorse the other day because I drove a heritage truck back that we bought from uh, driving force and she drove the <coughs> other car <coughs> and it was the same as driving together <laughs> okay. so there are different levels of communication and, and, and what, what we think we need I do have a burden for communication and I think uh, it's in it's you don't have to turn there I don't want to verify what I say by the Bible, but it's in there. And that is in Luke 24. There's a wonderful scripture. I love it. Jesus is walking down the road after he's come off the resurrection and he finds the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And he said, what manner of communications is this that you're having together? Um, and uh, let's see. Have one to another, as ye walk, 
and are sad. And I've done some communication that only produced sadness. <clears throat> and I think there is a need for communication. I really do. But I think we've got to all say, what manner of communication am I having? And what manner of communication does this place need? What manner of communication is God really interested in for me? And I find a big lack of communication in my heart, but it's not even with Tom or Barb or uh, Kevin. It's, it's really, <laughs> I have a need for this communication with the Spirit of God so I am clear about what <laughs> God is doing and saying and because I've never actually had to work hard at communing with my own heart. You can ask my wife. She hears me in the bathroom sometimes talking. And she's concerned that someone might be in there with me. And, so, um, and sometimes I say, no, I wasn't talking. And sometimes I say, well, I'm talking to my favorite person. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. But, um, but if you read further in that chapter, there's something so significant. And, and, and I think this is for everybody, not just me. And that is, they didn't know what was going on until Jesus broke bread and gave it to them. That's when they knew what was going on. And I would say for sure that we need communication here for sure. And I'm not, I'm not picking at what anybody said. I'm just saying, we need this communication with the Spirit of God that is becomes crystal clear in our hearts of what God is interested in saying to us and doing in us. And that only happens with communion with the Spirit of God and our eyes can be open and see what's happening. Yeah. And there's a war against that. And let me just give you one more piece of good news. Maybe you'll be happy about this like I was. I, I talked about the life of Abraham uh, someplace, and I ran across this thing, and Brother Bill has read it before, but um, you know, at the beginning, he lies about Sarah, calls him a sister, yeah. and that was a picture of self-preservation, and that was like um, maybe chapter 13, I don't know, he started chapter 12, you know, and but chapter 13 maybe, I don't know how far into the journey he was, but it's something you'd expect early on in the journey. You know, we, we, we discovered self-preservation. But, you know, I read in chapter 20 that he lied about his wife again. This time with Abimelech. And, um, and, and if my Thompson chain is right that I have at home, it was 43 years into the journey. It was about six years before he offered Isaac. And I thought, 40 years into his journey, he sh still you have a, a self-preservation come up in Abraham's heart? I thought, Abraham, you should be further along. <laughs> but I, I was so struck with something, and I just want to share it, because I was so lifted by it. Um, and that is, I was so struck with the mercy of God. Because Abraham lies about his sister, verse 1, chapter 20. Verse 2, the next conversation, God says, Abimelech, you are a dead man. 
I was so, why was I so lifted? Because I was so struck with the mercy of God to work with us 43 years along the line. And, and, he, and his conversation with Abimelech, he doesn't introduce anything. He doesn't say, oh, can I talk to you? Son, can you come over for a second? I, I want to talk to you about something. I know you did this inadvertently. And uh, No, he said, Abimelech, you're a dead man. And I thought, God was protecting Abraham in his self-preservation mode. Still, he was working with him. He was helping him. He was conducting him along the way. After 43 years, God didn't say, Abraham, you should be further along. He, he was still working with him and bringing him forth. And I thought, what a blessing that is. Because we still have stuff we see that comes up. And God is, his mercy is still working with us. And, uh, and, and <coughs> you the, the, read it, it's a humor. There's some humor in the dialogue. Because Abimelech says, no, wait a minute. I did this in the integrity of my heart. The man said this. You know. And God said, yeah, I know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but he was, you know, can you be encouraged at the mercy of God while well, we still lack this communication that we have and we need? This moving of the Spirit that we need. God's still working with us in His mercy. I have to bring us forward. Before I pray? Oh, okay. We're leaving um, uh, to go to the Shepherds Inn Convention on Monday. And for some reason, I felt to, that <clears throat> one of the ways that we're communicated with is through each other and through dreams. And I don't want to draw this as attention to myself, but Brother Warren Butch Augustine has been very dear to me in, over the years and been very honest with me and very encouraging to me when I bring a word. And one of the words he commented on was, I brought a word on always having to have the last word. So I feel very, <laughs> very guilty about having a last word. But anyway, we do that a lot of times in our relationships. But here's the deal. One of the ways God talks to us, or we get communication from him, is through dreams. And Brother Warren just sent me a dream. I shared it with Brother John, and he gave me one interpretation. I'm not completely settled with his interpretation, so I'm putting it out for maybe some of you might have a better idea. But here's, he said, Dear Betty, I had a dream that you were incarcerated. You, the kids know what incarcerated means. It's like being in jail. And you were sitting there alone and all of a sudden, these bears, this man let these, no, this man came in and poured honey all over you and then sent bears in. And they just sat beside you and you sat with the bears. The man came back to see to pick up the pieces and the bears mauled him. He didn't touch you. I don't know what it means, but I just wanted to send it to you. I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's God communicating or a bad dream. It feels like a bad dream. But all I'm saying is this. What was communicated to me was his love 
is care and is wanting to make connection. And all I'm going to say is, before I go, if anything happens to us, I know it won't. I mean, I have faith that it won't. But I just want to make sure you all know how absolutely precious each one of you, each one of you is in my heart. And how I thank you for the way you've protected me like the bears protected me. Thank you who you are. Yes. Because when you originally told me that, you, you said that the, that the honey was poured on the bear. No, it was on me. It was on, okay, well that's different than what you first told me. The man poured honey all over me so the bears would wall me. And they didn't, they just sat beside me. I'm not Daniel, but that sounds good to me. I'm, I'll, I'll let Daniel bring forth the real interpretation, but yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to say this because I, I um, this was mentioned twice. So um, I last night, what I came with today was a. Um, I've been looking at the life of faith because I think the Lord is uh, inexplicably forcing us uh, out of what we have known into a true and genuine uh, life of faith. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to go into it, but I want to say this much. I have the last three nights been in Abraham's life, and I'll say this later, but it was mentioned twice today, first prayer of the David. But specifically, the two points of, uh, I, I've been looking at the father of faith. Uh, it's worth noting the story of his life the father of faith. Um, it wasn't a really pretty path, um, but uh, twice, as was just said, uh, he made up a great story about his wife, said it was his sister, and, uh, and he goes so far as to say, you know, maybe they'll spare me because of you. I mean, it's, it's incredible. You know, he's, he's like throwing his wife out there as protection, right? Um, it's really, it's really amazing. Um, and, and the Lord, uh, I'll say this, the Lord, I have a timeline of the th what David just said. I couldn't believe he said that. It's underlined in my notes. But anyway, the Lord didn't, um, you know, 20 years into what he called Abraham to do, he didn't give him a son and say, tomorrow I'm going to tell you to go bring your son up to the mountain. And, and that's because he wasn't at the place where he could have done that. And uh, it took a while. This is the father of faith. Um, and I just think it's worth noting that... Um, we cannot underestimate the, uh, the great weight, the great value of the individual crucible that all of us are in. That is uh, in such a personal way. God is rooting out what cannot remain. And there is a lot of things that I would like to be different. I can spend some time telling you about the glorious thoughts that I've had about Whitestone. And I'm very proud of this place and love it. I don't, you know, but the fact is that God is more serious than all of that. What he wants is he wants to see what is within. He wants me to be a son that is actually a demonstration of what the life of Christ is. And he is very good at uh, putting me to 
the test in places that reveal what is not yet a part of the life of faith. Simply as I can say it, that God himself allows uh, the madness that is around in the exterior because he's after revealing to me, and he's so patient about that. If you look what Abraham did, God is working with him and working with him. Um, and the point being, as, as Joyce said, as husband said, um, just be care. I think we must be careful with um, entrusting ourselves to the only faithful creator, to the only one that is able to uh, deliver us from what is within. Don't check yourself out. I don't check myself out in the crucible of what God is doing. And miss the great work that he's doing to grow us up. It's incredible when you think about it. And it's the most agonizing thing. And it's the most messy thing that I can consider. But only God himself is able to uh, extricate us from what is comfortable to really being people of faith. Okay. Let's be dismissed.